Welcome back. Break, draft, trade. Break, draft, trade. <laughs> Panic. All right, so we're talking today about rookie ADP as compared to our... Why don't you guys do the intro? Something about us getting back into more rookies and kind of like getting further on our reactions and seeing how our drafts are going and what we think about where players are being taken. Getting all the sound bites. Just kidding. Don't record that. <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> yeah. Iowa, don't put that in the This is going to be played intro. back at a trial. This is going to be yeah. the trial. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not break draft trade? Oh, like cup of beer likes to drink, Keontae. Well, we, we have a lot of Italians up here. Italians. Yeah. Like, they all talk like they're in the Sopranos. <laughs> I'm not going to the Super I'm asking for Ricotta cheese. Ricotta. 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 So my mother calls it Ricotta. No regrata. Is that like no regrets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't want to lose any kind of advantage in my leagues. But I'm in a podcast talking about fantasy football that I don't want anybody to know what I think. Yeah, I want to talk about fantasy football, but in a super ambiguous yeah. way. Like Fields, I like him. I like him more than some guys, less than others. Mm. Give me a statistical analysis of my trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want the wide receiver two for the Colts and Matt Ryan, or do you want the wide receiver four, five for the Chiefs? Like, who? Oh, KC. I meant KC, like Kansas oh, no, no, City. Like KC in the Sunshine Band? Yes. The Ozarks people are Southerners. I met one of them yesterday, and he's like, hey, man, how's it going, brother? You want to book fly? Veto a draft pick. What? Yeah, <laughs> like cancel this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I tried telling someone yesterday that I had Rashad Bateman over Devontae Adams, and they like lost their mind. Yeah, they do. Sounds weird when you like don't watch the games and you're like, uh, he's a 98 on Madden. Yeah, Henry. I don't yeah. know. Oh, so really yeah. sneaky. Right before Mick Mac deleted his account, like before the thing happened with him, he was in a different paid league I had, and he was already paid up. And I traded him Hopkins for Bateman straight. I, I think I saw that. Yeah, then Hopkins got suspended, and then he deleted his account, yeah. and he doesn't. He, he didn't take his money back. So. Mick Mac Paddywhack. Yeah, he was very weird, but. <laughs> what did he say? I forget what he said. He like said something and then he deleted it 30 seconds later because he realized how weird he was. There's <laughs> something about somebody's feet. Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Make sure you uh, delete that out of this. <laughs> That's not going Don't in the intro. <laughs> Don't care. That you you have blocked personally? My block list long. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That guy. He made me dislike Travis Etienne. He does? Who is this person? <laughs> oh, okay. Different people. Okay, okay. Different, different, yeah. Yeah. Just like two of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, voyants. Like, man. Yeah. Oh, I only have two here. Should I grab more? Yeah, you, you're grabbing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Claire are going to be left alone again. Oh, no. I always... I expect everyone's clothes on. Wait, <laughs> He showed me shoes, so. <laughs> yeah, getting the feet involved. I can still hear you. <laughs> Papa's like, you're not completely alone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Noble, also known as the Queen. I am joined today by Henry. What's up? 
Mr. Magic Mike. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And of course, Nick James. What's going on? How are your drafts going, Noble? My drafts. Actually, they're going all right. I've been all right with who I've been getting. I haven't had any rounds that I got to draft real early. I've gotten Olave in a couple of them. Let's see, I picked up Watson. Yeah, Watson the other day. Yeah, yeah, I did pick up Watson, which I sniped my hubby and Henry was... Christian Watson. Yes, Christian Watson. Henry had mentioned how much fun it is to snipe Watson from the Green Bay fans. So that was one yeah, of those. Anytime I see a Green Bay logo, I'm like, can I trade up one pick before this guy? <laughs> <laughs> There's a flex my muscles there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> which he tried to play it off because Sky Moore was there and he, and he's like, I mean, I'm just going to pick whoever you don't. And I was like, well, you might as well just go ahead and prepare <laughs> yourself for Sky Moore. So there's that. <laughs> So I was uh, I was pretty happy with that. So so far so good. I've ended up with Keontae Ingram, mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals sixth round running back. Yeah, and I I'm feeling pretty good about that. I like where his position is behind Connor. We'll see how that works out. And I feel like he's kind of he could be a steal. He could be one of those guys that ends up doing more than you expected him to in the beginning. I like his spot, especially for a sixth round draft pick. Yeah. So so far so good. Yep. Last episode. You called Mike here the king of Keontae, but <laughs> I am putting my hat in the ring to become king of Keontae Ingram because I've gotten him in the vast majority of my drafts as well, typically like late third. I've seen him go as high as 212. I wouldn't go that high on him, but once basically the day two guys are all gone and then Sam Howell, Trey McBride, at that point, I'm kind of looking at Keontae and I've landed him in a handful of leagues. Are either of you getting Keontae? I think I've got at least a dozen, usually in like the fourth round. Well, I mean, you got to realize I've already had like 37, 38 rookie drafts already that are almost complete or in process. Oh my word. I think I have like two shares of them. And I mean, a lot of the reason I ended up taking him because once you get to those later picks, definitely looking for a running back and you see somebody that's on Arizona, a team that we kind of wanted to take one of the early backs and they only took him, really only have Connor, got rid of Chase Edmonds. You know, Benjamin, probably not going to be anything. So worth a shot at getting somebody in that backfield he had an awesome highlight last year where he trucked a guy just totally plowed over this db maybe they go sign like sony michelle be interesting well we discussed in the last episode that oh let me interrupt there because the breaking news yeah the dolphins just signed sony michelle wow that's that's wild right on the pod breaking news broken news breaking news so that ain't happening oh man that means gaskin (laughs) Yeah, by the time you're hearing this, a week ago, Michelle signed with the Dolphins. So when Gaskin gets cut, maybe he signs with Arizona. Yes! When Chase Edmonds gets cut, maybe he goes back to Arizona. Me and Mo- uh, Mostert? Mm. Yeah, sure. We'll see. We'll see. What are they doing to my yeah. gas man in Miami? Dang it. I think Tariq Cohen's still rehabbing his ACL three years later, so... That's rough. That's rough. Aww. That was a surprise. But as far as Mostert, you think this kind of kills him? No. Don't we feel like Mostert is made of glass? It takes some of the allure away from Chase Edmonds. I do think Mostert's made of glass. <laughs> yeah, Mostert will be awesome for every game he plays. Which it, is one. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Which, yeah, well, maybe, maybe four. Maybe none. One is being generous. Usually it's about two quarters. So. I mean, one the, is being I mean, the best thing about him is he does not take a roster spot on your team most of the season. Mostert your season? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, the most hurt. <laughs> that, that's such a weird backfield. Yeah. 
They go out of their way. They sign Edmonds. They get Mostert. And now they have Michelle. Um, then, obviously, Dokes and Gaskin are done there. But Oh, you're killing me. So the Miami Dolphins are doing their best 49ers backfield impersonation here. Yes, because they have the offensive coordinator from there. Right. So what undrafted rookie is going to take over that backfield? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. They signed Zacondre White, so that must be. That's the guy. (sighs) Yep. There you go. There's the guy. Now we know. Don't draft Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Gaskin, Michelle. Go get yourself some Z White, the non Zamir kind. Yeah, not Zamir. So, Nick. Or Jaquandre, however. (laughs) Nick, back to Ingram real quick. Are we hoping that he's going to be slightly more valuable than Vaughn, or is this going to be our Vaughn man? Zidlin Bowden situation. I I see what this is. (laughs) It's like we we said Gaskin way too many times in a row for you not to dig at me with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. (laughs) I did redeem myself a little bit. There you go. How can I get him? Oh, yeah, there we go. Straight to the heart. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, while we're on the subject, can we go back down Vaughn's memory lane? What I'm hoping for out of Ingram is that before week one happens and I have to make my roster cuts, I know, one, he's going to be a guy on that team, or two, I can get rid of him. It's not somebody you want to stash in your taxi because maybe he'll be something next year and I'm just going to leave him on taxi all year. No, it's you're taking him because you think you might be able to use him this year. If you're rebuilding and this year's a while, you're not super interested in Keontae Ingram. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like you're not above replacement. You know what I mean? You're Eno Benjamin plus. Yeah. Like if they're going into week one and they have Connor, Eno, and Ingram on that roster at running back, and that's pretty much it, then that's looking pretty good. That's something I'm going to want on the bench. Yeah. Well, with Sonny Michelle off the market, there's not a, a lot of great free agents left out there that aren't very old. Now, Noble just brought up Keyshawn Vaughn, and it is something interesting because he's been someone who, as far as like late in a draft, after still holding, stashing, waiting to see what would happen in the NFL draft. Well, obviously Rashad White is going to be one of the second-round favorites in every draft. Do you think this is death to Keyshawn Vaughn? Probably. Has to be, right? Probably. He's had, every, he's had like every opportunity to kind of get on the field. Different coach there now, but even like with Ronald Jones and everything, you know, he fumbled, he'd be off the field. Vaughn could have been on that field, he wasn't, and then they just keep bringing other people in. Didn't they bring Giovanni Bernard back as well? Yes. Yeah, they really like him. I'm like, did Vaughn have a heartbeat before this i mean i mean he definitely did he was going to be the only running back under contract on that team and what do they do they brought back two of the other three and then they drafted one yeah with decent capital too for a running back yeah. Keyshawn vaughn has never had like tangible value no it's always been it's he could have a role it could be that it's like clearing up it looks like perceived value and then it doesn't happen yeah it's never been actually while games are being played that Keyshawn vaughn has really had a whole lot of value sad story Bunch of guys got kind of knocked out there. Yeah. Yeah. Since our last pod, Mike Davis has been cut. So we talked a little bit about Tyler Algier, how they didn't have anybody really special there. Cordero Patterson is borderline antique. With Mike Davis out of the way, he might be the best free agent now. But Tyler Algier gets a little bit of a bump, I believe. Oh, definitely. Hmm. No longer a guy you're looking for at the end of the draft. Mm -hmm. He's been going in the second round pretty consistently. Yes, I'm not sure I want to pay that for him, but yeah, I mean, it it does make sense. He gets taken over some guys with day two draft capital and he's what a fifth rounder right yeah who is this this is algier yeah tyler algier okay that, that's still happening with spiller too i mean i've even seen him in a couple of random drafts going the first <laughs> yeah you get these really late round guys who maybe have a shot at something you don't start taking them with the better capital guys you know in that range it's quite a bit of a reach i have 
had a draft the other day that I, I was shocked. So I had traded back and this was the one I ended up, I had like the 104 and I traded back for, was it the 109 and the 201, I believe? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's great value. Kenneth Walker went at like the 107. It was crazy. I was like, mm. what? Like You should have taken him at 104. Yeah. I, I would, if I didn't trade back, <laughs> I was like, dang it. The one time I, I trade back and I'm like, yeah. oh, but I did all right. Was that the one I got Watson in? I can't remember what I got there. Try not to platter on people drafting poorly. Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I think when it's a bunch of people that we know, Kenneth Walker is always going the one point. 0.02. But you see a lot of other drafts, especially when you get a whole bunch of people that are real confident in their opinion, where Kenneth Walker sometimes falls. Like I've seen him go 1.05, 1.06. Like after all the first round, several of the first round wide receivers. I understand like why you're scared because, you know, we don't have the receiving profile that we look for and none of the top running backs are have no receiving prowess whatsoever. If they are, then they're, you know, past outside of the top. So what are you really looking for in Kenneth Walker? I mean, James Cook. But you're saying the receiving prowess that you're looking for. Guys outside the top are the only ones with receiving prowess. I mean, he got day round two capital, and he was like the best receiving back in the entire draft, and people still don't want the guy. They're like... We want the receiving prowess on top of the solid running, you know, between the tackles and stuff. Yeah, we just want the receiving prowess with the name Spiller at the end because of CJ Spiller, <laughs> and we were told we really like this guy pre-draft, so we like this guy still. People still really like him. It's actually uh, first round in one draft. I, I couldn't get it. Like Malik Willis. Went like 103 the other day. You're like, I don't think that person watched the draft. No. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's like it was. I mean, pre pre top pre-draft, he was going there a hundred percent. Yes. Post-draft, a little different. <laughs> yeah, if he had been picked by Pittsburgh where Kenny Pickett was, you could make an argument for him 101 through 103. You know, depending on your six-point passing touchdown superflex or whatever it is, easily top three pick. Now, borderline, you know, 203. Yeah. I think 203 is actually a, like, that's even maybe a little early. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's something I've kind of come to peace with over this last week is that any of the three quarterbacks, Malik, Corral, Ritter, if I need a potential of a quarterback starting by the end of the year on one of these teams, like I don't have a QB3, I have no problem taking them just about anywhere in the second round as long as Dotson, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, all those guys are already off the board. I have no problem taking them pretty much anywhere. Now, if I don't really need quarterback, my quarterbacks are stacked or already have three quarterbacks I like, I've been perfectly fine with taking George Pickens and Rashad White and even down to like... Isaiah Spiller, I start drawing the line where do I just want to take another quarterback anyways? I don't necessarily love Corral as the 2.01 as we took him fresh off the draft, Mm -hmm. but I like any of these three QBs pretty much anywhere in the second round if you have a preference. Like if you have Tannehill and Malik Willis is on the board, I think that's a something ideally made for your taxi i have no problem doing that whatsoever now i had a lot more worry a week ago before Tannehill was like i don't have to mentor this guy and there's reports that they tried to acquire every veteran quarterback and then they end up trading up on the draft because they didn't get one all those things make it seem like a little more scary for the Tannehill job security thing i don't necessarily love corral as the 2.01 
I seriously go back and forth every day. So I'm looking for tiebreakers. Like, do I have Tannehill? Okay, Malik. Do I have Darnold? Okay, Matt Corral. Do I have Mariota? Well, I'm probably going to try to sell him for a late second. So I know we had that discussion. Oh, go ahead, Noble. This might be what you were going to ask anyway. Do you have a preference? Like, I mean, so you're saying you don't really have a defining preference as far as those three quarterbacks? Because I find in a lot of my drafts, those three quarterbacks are on the board, and it's right around that time where it's like, all right, if I'm going to take a quarterback, like I'm going to have to take it now because they're probably going to go in this next round. But trying to decipher who do I like? I mean, I tend to go Malik Willis just because I like him. But as far as landing spot, whatever. Do any of you three have a clear set preference in those three quarterbacks? Not really. I think it's a case by case. I agree with that. I also mix it up a bit. And at times I do kind of treat it like the NFL draft and wait for somebody else to start taking those quarterbacks to kind of see where the league is going with them. You know, I don't want to be the guy at 201 to take Malik when, well, you know, he get, get Ritter or Corral at 209, 210. So kind of letting them fall there. They all have pretty rough situations as far as draft capital, but they're on the teams are on. Not such a bad situation. I mean, Ritter with Mariota, that's not horrible. Corral with San Sam Darnold, not horrible. Malik on Tennessee with Burks, maybe Robert Woods, and them kind of looking to get out from under Tannehill maybe as early as next year. I've got a definitive order that I typically segment is Ritter, Willis, Corral, and then obviously Howell's distant there. And it's because I think Ritter is going to be starting by week four or five. And the team does not project to be good this year. And you invest, what was it, like pick 74 on Ritter. Steelers said he would have been their pick at 20 if Pickett were gone. And to me, he's the most pro-ready of those guys, or at least the most, seems secure, seems like he's the most uh, mature, like answered all the questions the correct way. Willis is obviously going to sit for a year, but like his rushing upside more. And then Corral, I mean, the Panthers, we said it with them potentially taking Pickett at 106 or even Willis at 106, which obviously didn't happen. We said it was going to be a worrisome spot just because coach might get fired next year. And then, well, he didn't pick Corral. So the new coach is going to look for a quarterback that he wants. And it's just going to be a mess. Possibly. I mean, they were desperate enough to bring Cam Newton in last year. That's how bad they, they're still open to bringing him back. Apparently. Yeah. That's pretty desperate. I mean, they were desperate. <laughs> Okay. enough to not only bring Cam in, but to have Philip Walker and or P.J. Walker in, in games, and they still have Darnold, who they kind of gave up on towards the middle of the last season even, and then they draft Corral. I mean, I think that's a pretty good shot where you could probably see him play this year. He probably will. Yep, so I think the definitive answer to this question, we don't know yet. No. no we don't. Yeah. Because it's going to be how the camp goes and who, oh, Corral looking significantly better than everyone for the Panthers, or Ritter beating Mariota and everyday battles in camp or some lines like that are going to be kind of what shift that order or Tannehill's week one starting job in jeopardy. All of a sudden Malik Willis will probably be the number one without a question. So the answers to these questions are going to be like revealed and it's hard to really know exactly now. Yeah. Not knowing how uh, things are shaking out or how they're looking. I haven't seen any highlight videos of people shirtless yet, so I don't know <laughs> who to be hyped about. Oh, we did see Kenneth Walker with the, uh, the one-handed grab. That might bring him back up to the 102 yes. and other drafts. I loved it. The one-handed bobble catch with eight <laughs> steps to collect and run. 
Because he won't get hit by a corner that was playing at the line, playing press coverage. That, that guy won't be there. <laughs> nope. Just open field. So how many of you have drafted a tight end in, the, in your rookie drafts? I have. I, I definitely have. Really? Yes, I did. Trey McBride or? No, is it a Bellinger on the Giants at like 5'11"? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love the Giants. Because you're a Giants fan. But no, but also they have no one else. True. Okay. All right. I mean, Jordan Atkins and Ricky Seals-Jones isn't really competition. They might even bring in Ebron. But yeah, that was just a dart throw. I don't normally take tight ends. I'll probably have them cut within a couple of weeks. Nice. How about Henry or Nick? Any tight ends in your drafts? Maybe one. I think Papa made fun of me for the pick when I made it. I don't even remember who it was. It might have been Greg Dolchich for the Broncos, super late, or some tight end very late, like Charlie Kolar in like the fifth round somewhere. Yeah, I probably made fun of you for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, there's a lot of good players still left on the board. I took him. He's like, not that guy. Okay. (laughs) You had all kinds of talent and you picked one without. Yeah, there were no talented players there at 5'10". No. I know Iowa got a really good value on one. Yep. I would have taken him there too. Well, we talked about it last week, you know, fresh from the draft, Trey McBride picked in the second round. He was going in the second round of rookie drafts as well, and it's like, no chance I get Trey McBride this year. He's definitely going in the second rounds, yeah. Yep, definitely. And then I do six drafts, and I get him in the third twice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got him in a 14-team tight end premium league. Half point. Yeah. Half point? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, half is standard. I hate drafting rookie tight ends, but if I'm going to take one, I guess it will be at a really good value in a scenario where it's even more important, like 0.5 premium or larger than 12 team, where tight ends are just a little bit more valuable or at least a good one. And then the best one in the class. Yeah. I guess if you check all those things, I guess only if it's a value. I really don't want rookie tight ends, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if I end up trading him maybe even before the season starts. Trading Trey McBride? Yep. Trade him. Trading. Speaking of trading, anyone else getting wild value on veterans right now for draft picks? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I really wanted to talk about this. Because there is nothing dumber than only wanting rookies and not wanting any vets. Like, suddenly, if you are not a rookie, you're old for the duration of your rookie draft. So there is a lot of knee-jerk reaction to various times of year. Like, free agency, somebody signs, boom, that vet draws a whole lot of interest. Rookie drafts happen, and these picks are, like, the most valuable thing. So even if this pick isn't worth a whole lot, just having this late first is the reason I was able to trade up to the 1.01. Or having this late first is the reason I was able to trade for CD Lamb in a draft where I traded back from the 1.04 and got CD Lamb in a later first for two mid firsts. So even while that one wasn't necessarily bad, there's been a lot of bad ones I've seen where people are just pick crazy. So something to consider when you're sitting there in the offseason and you're out debating whether to allocate picks or not is you don't necessarily have to make that pick. You can use these picks to get what you actually want at various times of year as interest in various things, be it vets, win now pieces, rebuild pieces, rookie picks, rookies. They're going to go through various highs and lows during the season that you can take advantage of. Oh, yeah. I had a really cool one. It was actually part of like a three-part trade. I traded Chase away earlier in the offseason. I got DJ Moore, the 108, and the 109 for Jamar Chase. 
Some people didn't like it. I loved the trade then. And then on the clock, I traded the 108 and the 109 for Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Yep, trading away uh, Chase for Barkley, Chubb, and DJ Moore is yeah outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. This time of year is like when I see some of the worst trades go down. I was just going to say, I, aside from that one that was pretty good trading back, I'm like, are these for real? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's that right now there's some people that are behind with information and recalibrating what players should be worth. And there are some people that are up to speed. There's a lot more people who aren't up to speed right now. So there's that mix of people getting taken advantage of at an all-time high during this post-draft to rookie draft time. That's why if you're a savvy dynasty player, you're following the rookies, you've been keeping a good finger on the rookie pulse, you want your rookie draft to start as soon as the NFL draft ends. Yeah. Because that's when people who aren't paying attention are making lots of mistakes. And you can be the beneficiary of that if you have your finger on the pulse. So if you're savvy, you probably want your rookie draft to start as quickly as possible. Malik Willis at 103. <laughs> exactly. That was the shocker of all shockers. Yeah. <laughs> that was sitting like 111. I was super stressed because I have a clear-cut top 10 in the rookie draft currently. Uh, typically, I'll get one of them at 11 because luckily some guy will go over them. And I was hoping that was the case. And then Malik Willis went at 103. And I'm like, oh, we're golden. We're, we're so good here. Yeah. Like, I got Pickett at 7 in that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was wild. Henry, I have a question for you. Yeah. Olave or Christian Watson? Yeah. Pre-draft, I, I had Christian Watson over Olave. Obviously, Olave got the draft capital. Ran a 4-3-8, nothing against him. Uh, Watson also ran like a 4-3-8 or 4-4-1, close enough, whatever it was. And he's 6-5. He's the wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers. And I've been taking him over Olave. I've been taking him over Jamison Williams, over Sky Moore, certainly. I'm not taking him over London or Burks. But once you get past those two, it's a toss-up him Garrett Wilson for me. Yeah, I, I have noticed that you tear Garrett Wilson away from London and Burks. I do. That's uh, out of the norm. I think the norm is those are one of the top three, and a lot of people still have Garrett Wilson as the preference of those three. I mean, I have him like right after those first two, but before anybody else. So a little different than him. A lot of people like to make a really lazy argument with Christian Watson, saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't target his rookie wide receivers. He, he doesn't. <laughs> he always had established veteran wide receivers on his team when he had those rookies this is this is a very different situation yeah like is he gonna throw to nobody now i mean he's just not gonna throw the ball it's not gonna (laughs) be randall cobb it's not gonna be sammy Watkins. Might not be Christian Watson, but it's probably him. Yeah. I just don't think you can take that argument that said, hey, when Aaron Rodgers had... Devontae Adams. <laughs> Devontae Adams are Pro Bowl wide receivers. He didn't throw to the rookie as much. <laughs> Duh. Yep. Well, you don't apply that to someone who gets picked in the 30s in the NFL draft. Yep. You might apply that to someone who gets picked in the fourth round of the NFL draft, yeah. like Romeo Dubs. Yeah. So Totally get that. Definitely be listening to like beat reports to see how that's going, because... I mean, like, if he can earn a starting role, we're going to want Romeo Dubs. But that narrative that Rodgers doesn't trust the people who aren't, you know, superstars 
at least in their first year, might apply to Romeo Dubs. Now I, I wouldn't apply that to Christian Watson. Also, who the hell have been his rookie wide receivers in previous years? Name one outside of Amari Rogers. People just keep repeating that. They write, they put a list and they're like, oh, this guy had 325. This one had 525 yards. He doesn't trust rookie wide receivers. Yeah. And then it keeps getting reiterated and people keep repeating it. And, and yeah. people post it on Twitter and on Reddit and on <laughs> Sleeper and they just keep saying it. And I'm like, like wait, Kumaro. where are we getting this from? Yeah, but it's like Equinemius St. Brown. Brown in the fifth is not the same player as Christian Watson at 34. No. That's almost the first round. They traded a lot of assets up to go get him, too. He was clearly the wide receiver they wanted. The first round ended, they go, we don't have a wide receiver. We need to jump up as high as we can get. Tampa Bay said, we're not trading 33. They said, okay, 34. Let's call. They call. They go get their wide receiver. He was obviously handpicked. Yeah. Crazy. That's their man. And he's not little. No, he's 6'5", <laughs> like 220. Big. He is he's looking big. Yes. I guess Mahomes was pretty excited to get Sky Moore. I don't know that he cares. He's not allowed to pick anymore after Clyde. <laughs> yeah. Sky Moore got injured the first day of practice, so that already happened. I don't know that he, he's... He's dealing with a hamstring. I don't know if got injured might paint that as a doomsday indefinitely. version. Out indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Out indefinitely. We can just forget about Sky Moore undrafted now in rookie drafts. He's out indefinitely. You seen Julio Jones' hamstrings? What, uh, what was it? Lynn Bowden missed the entirety of last year with a hamstring. That's like a recurring injury. He's talking about... Like Jones fracture is being a recurring thing. That was the thing for Debo. People are like, I won't touch Debo. Jones fracture. He's just, you know, awful hamstring. It's like that. It's going to pop back up in a month. He does not have a serious hamstring injury. Maybe not. It was enough to pop up, though. It was enough to pop up. I mean, he's a pretty polarizing player in drafts. I've seen him go as early as 104, and then I get him where I'm comfortable at, like, 201. Is this Sky Moore? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was just going to ask, is Sky Moore the guy who is being with? Way overdrafted. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes. Him and now Cook. Depends on how high Cook goes. I think I took him at 106 in a league, and I felt comfortable doing so. Yeah. I believe it was a 3RB league, or I just needed RB desperately. Yeah, a 3-running back league maybe, but I mean, I've seen him as early as 104, 103, and 105. Yeah, wouldn't, in, in a 2-running back league. Yep. So I, I had the choice between Watson and Sky Moore the other day, and I know, Henry, where you stand on this, because you're mm-hmm. taking Watson every time. Yeah. Nick and Mike are are you guys both in agreement that you'd go Watson 100% of the time? 100% of the time for me, yes. Yeah. If, if, if it was picking between Watson and Sky Moore, and those are my only two choices, it's always going to be Watson. Nick? Trying to think of a scenario where I'd want Sky Moore over Watson. I don't have it. And I can't really think of one. Yeah. <sighs> The only players that really I start to get a little iffy on with Watson is uh, Jamison Williams and Watson. I have Mm -hmm. pretty much equal. And if I'm looking just because of the ACL and not knowing if I'll have them week one, if I have a team where I kind of want to start them in a flex position or a wide receiver spot, I'll probably take Watson. If I can wait a little bit, I have a lot of depth. I'm probably taking Jamison. Gotcha. They're kind of like in a tier for me together. Olave and Jamison are in a tier. I know Olave was... I mean, I think even Henry's wide receiver won at some point during the college season. Olave? He was over uh, Garrett Wilson for me for a while. I was had... Who was my wide receiver that I loved? I had Jameson Williams pretty high up there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the landing spot, I think, sucks for him. Just with Shark and Amon Ra and Hawkinson. And you can't love Jared Goff. I mean, you just can't. (laughs) Well, you can. If he gets... Bryce Young next year, then you're set. If he gets Stroud or Young, yep. You can love Goff. It's gross, but you can. 
Yeah, you can love Goff and Daniel Jones. No, those are two different players. Goff could <laughs> Goff has thrown for over four thousand yards several twice in his career. He could do that again. He had nothing in Detroit last year. Is McVay moving to Detroit? He's got like McVay light. Like, yeah, really, something like, like that. Really, really, really light. If you said give, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can name the OC in Detroit, I would be sitting here all day long. <laughs> Would you prefer Jahan Dotson or George Pickens? Is it still Dotson clearly? It's Dotson clearly for me. I can see the argument for Pickens. Mike loves some Pickens. I see it frequently. Yeah, I do love Pickens, but I've been taking Dotson mostly over him. Yeah. But again, I do switch it up a little bit because I am in so many leagues. They're right there together, but probably nine times out of ten, I'd say I'm taking Dotson there. Yeah, me too. I think that makes it the even 12 for me. We're Dotson at 12. I want him after James Cook and Sky more but i want him more than any of the second round guys and the second round qbs so it's like oh. 12 even oh I, I want dotson over sky more but sky more always goes before him so i do not almost always yeah i echo mike's sentiment i would definitely have dotson a tier above sky more like i would take dotson at 12 with sky more at 201 maybe pickens there yeah P- pickens versus sky more is an interesting argument they're still pretty close, but Sky Moore is usually going earlier. Always. Always before 110. He's just off the board, period. It's 107, 106, 108. That's consistently I see him 107, yeah. Yep, pretty much everybody has him in that range, except for us. Who's the guy who just each each one of you can take a turn here? So aside from your obvious like top couple of picks that you're going to go with every time, who's the guy that you're just hoping for? falls to you like your go-to guy if you get him you're like yes this is my man who like mike who who's that for you who's the guy you just hope is falling to you somewhere this is more like a late second pick i always hope that like those kind of quarterbacks go and the wide receivers fall away and then one of the pierces fall to me mm-hmm. either of them okay Henry? Yeah, I, I also do love some Alec Pierce. Uh, Jalen Tolbert is always a guy I'm like, I and I'm sitting at like the 302 or something or the 210, and I'm like, man, if Tolbert makes it here, I'd be thrilled. Because they have Lamb, obviously, they brought back Schultz on the franchise tag, and then it's Gallup on the big contract, but he's coming off the ACL the day to our final week of the season. Probably won't be ready week one. Mm-hmm. So this guy could be the number two for Dallas after they got rid of Amari Cooper. That's a really prolific offense and if he sees the field that's going to be awesome how about you nick who's your vaughn <laughs> david bell for you Remember? well the only person who would fall into vaughn <laughs> adp territory would be like james cook so hopefully james cook is not vaughn yeah third round i'm ecstatic if brian robinson tdp zamir algier any of those running backs fall to me there especially like the early third now zamir i've gotten him as late as late third there's people that just want absolutely nothing to do with zamir jacobs not picking up that fifth year option i think that could be at least kind of exciting for zamir i know fourth round isn't necessarily the greatest of capitals but uh, someone who i'm kind of interested in there especially because of how late he falls and as a result of liking Brian Robinson and Tyrion Davis-Price, I end up with not very much Mechie or Tolbert because they both fall in that same range. And I'm taking the running backs and not the wide receivers in that range. Uh, if there's one that falls to me and it makes me happy is, you know, David, Heaven, Spells. <laughs> Cue the song. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> How about late round dart throws? Who who are the guys that you guys are just believe in? Hey, I'm getting this guy. He's my dart throw. He's going to be somebody who I want hanging around because I think he has a chance. Snoop Dogg. All right. Like Snoop Connor? Yes. Yes, Snoop Connor. Snoop Dogg and Dogg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That one could end up getting carries this year. He costs like nothing. James Robinson might not be all the way back from his injury. I think Etienne will be fine, but I mean, he also had a season ending injury before even last year. Right. They don't have a lot of other players on that team to run the ball. Could get a shot. Worst case scenario, easy cut. Nice. All right, Henry, who's your dart throw? Man, I've got a couple. I don't want to take Nick's here. I might see the floor. Him saying Snoop Connor, that's about my number 46 player. So if we're in. Yeah, that's. We're in that kind of a range. I like Abram Smith just because if it's Ingram as the backup running back for Kamara and Kamara is suspended, we're going to love whatever running back is there because he's going to be at least a top 32 running back if he's a starter, maybe. So Abram Smith, kind of like him there. I do like Snoop Doggy Dog. I like to (laughs) avoid Kyron like the plague. Yeah, I like to avoid the tight ends there and the overdrafted second and third round wide receivers in Velas Jones and Tyquan Thornton. I like Isaiah Pacheco. The figure skate. Move. Yes, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't know. I'm pretty uh, sure the Ponchenko <laughs> or something is a figure skating uh, word. I think it's like a rug that you like <laughs> has a hole cut out in it for your head. <laughs> oh, that that's a poncho. Anyways, <laughs> round seven by the Chiefs. I hate Ronald or Rojo with a passion. And if you're throwing a dart in the fourth round, the odds it makes your team are about like one in twenty-four. So sure, I'll take a shot there. Or vets, because their ADP on sleeper is usually messed up. And if you have vets included in your draft, kind of get sometimes you'll get to the fourth or fifth round and be like, oh, there's some good vets there. Like you'll see like uh, Alberto, mm-hmm. Trubisky. If you had, you know, if you had close waivers in the offseason pre draft, Mariota buried there. And their ADP is buried underneath all of these rookies right now. Yeah, my uh, late rookie that I like. There's a couple that are super interesting. Velas Jones has track star speed, ran like a 4 3 3. I believe he played at Tennessee with Jared Guarant. Tino, a quarterback, um, one of the worst collegiate quarterbacks in recent memory. So obviously didn't get a ton of chance to showcase his abilities there. We saw what Josh Palmer did out of Tennessee, where he did not have a good quarterback, went to Justin Herbert and performed. Maybe a different Justin performed with another Tennessee wide receiver with Fields. Then Danny Gray on the off chance Debo gets traded. I think that's super intriguing. Uh, San Francisco's third round wide receiver. He also ran like a 4-3 something. And then Romeo Dubs, we spoke about earlier, but in Green Bay, he has a real chance of being the two or three for Green Bay. When I'm picking receivers or tight ends, most of the time it's I want a quarterback that's going to throw 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and give me the back-to-back MVP of the league. Are you a Green Bay fan? No, I'm a Rodgers fan. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of difference. Okay, because you always have a lot of good things to say about Green Bay, but I never it's heard just Aaron Rodgers. I, I feel like you. I feel like you're actually a closet Green Bay fan. That's okay, Henry. It's okay. <laughs> People conflate that, right? Like, I like Mahomes because he's a good quarterback. I like Favre, or uh, Rodgers, rather. Favre? Yeah, Favre. I did like Favre. Uh-huh. Fava beans. And then I obviously like Zach Wilson, and people are like... Yeah, he just likes green jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, a, you're a Jets fan, and it's like, yeah. you know, no, I just happen to like Zach Wilson and Michael Carter back in the day. Michael Carter. Brees Hall. Uh, yeah, I happen like to like Hall. Elijah Moore, Michael yeah. Carter, their tight end. Yeah, Ryan Griffin. Yuzama. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's on the skid. Their third string wide receiver. Yeah. Their water boy. Their assistant <laughs> coach's son's daughter's pet. <laughs> so who's your team, Henry? Yeah, if you made me pick one, I guess it'd be Green Bay or Kansas City. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just made me pick one. Breaking news. You got to become a Jets fan. The uh, MetLife 50 Club is wild. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so you're like me because I I say that I am like a football gypsy. I like players, not necessarily yep. specific teams. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with playing a lot of fantasy, right? Yes. You, you see these names, you like them. I spoke to a Green Bay fan. This was maybe like two years ago. Rogers was having the whole throwing a fit over Jordan Love, and he's like, "I want to get traded." They're like, "We don't need him." I'm like, "You guys absolutely need Aaron Rodgers. You know, you guys are without Aaron Rodgers." Four and thirteen every year with whoever that quarterback was, uh, Hundley, Brett Hundley. It's like that's your future. Yeah. Do you prefer Romeo Dubs or Khalil Shakir? No, oh, definitely Romeo Dubs. Khalil Shakir's like wide receiver four, five, six on Buffalo. I mean, he's behind Gabe Davis easily. Diggs, hundred percent. Crowder, in my opinion. Maybe even like Marquez Stevenson from last year or whoever else they have. I mean, he's got to do, he's a fifth round pick. He's got to do something. What if Sanders comes back? Where are you putting Gabe? Uh, Sanders is like halfway in the retirement home. And end of last season, he, he's halfway. He did not really perform. He like started the year pretty good. And then he's like, I'm 35. This can't be happening. <laughs> yeah. Shakir was picked the fifth pick of the fifth round. And Romeo dubs the 27th pick of the fourth. Yeah. Just like the opportunity a lot more. Mm-hmm there mm-hmm. you know similar tier of quarterback for sure uh, i see them going really close to each other i was curious your thoughts what about justin ross no interest he can go on waivers and i wouldn't pick him up the chiefs seem to take a lot of like guys with injury history or any kind of like checkered past checkered pass and sign them to like futures deals and stuff like the giants school is it deandre baker the giants cornerback they signed him after he got cut josh gordon and i just don't really see them doing a lot with them they're kind of just mm-hmm. doing what we're doing and throwing darts maybe something sticks our, seeing our every, friend Josh Gordon. Yeah, seeing everybody yeah. pass on him in the draft, and then he just, the only team he signs with is the Chiefs because he loves the offense. Heard it the other day with, I believe it was Christian Watson that was being referenced. Perhaps it was James Cook, and someone goes, Don't fall victim to Clyde Edward Delaire, where it's, you like the team, you like the opportunity, don't take him over guys that we know are better, like Jonathan Taylor. I was like, that's exactly what we're doing with Justin Ross and Sky Moore. Is it says Kansas City? It's literally the same team. You're just like, oh, Kansas City wide receiver. They traded Tyree Kill. It's like they replaced them in free agency. I understand it's extremely dramatic when it comes to Sky Moore there, but pre-draft he is in the same tier with Dotson and Christian Watson, and he even like Bell for some for the vast majority. So to think that it's crazy that he gets taken around Christian Watson and Dotson. I mean, it seems seems pretty normal considering that the only reason they weren't there before is because there were three, four, five quarterbacks going in the first round. It's like people falling beholden the pre-draft rankings like with Spiller. It's like just because you didn't know who Alec Pierce was or for whatever reason he wasn't on your radar doesn't mean he should be worth a fourth of the value of Sky Moore. He was drafted one pick ahead of him, has a better landing spot, has better measurables in almost every category. It's like this guy should not be going... You know, at the 303, I saw him in a draft with Sky Moore's going 107. It's like, that's two whole rounds. 
Mm-hmm. The disparity between the two, for sure. Yeah. Now, I think I slightly prefer Mahomes to Ryan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I hear that. One year of Ryan or a couple of Mahomes. Yeah. If Hardman leaves in a year and Juju's on a one-year deal, right? I mean, there's opportunity for Scott Moore. Don't hear what I'm not saying, right? He's not mm-hmm. dead to humanity. I'll take him at the 201 mm-hmm. or 202 or something. Yep. I just don't get the the top end sort of love on him. Cool. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm, I'm at the same place with you on him. And we're not out on any players. It's just where, when. I'm not out on Spiller either. This rookie class wasn't as hyped up. There was a lot of discussion about it not being as strong of a rookie class. Definitely not as strong in the running backs, right? It was more wide mm-hmm. receiver heavy. Especially at the top end. What would you advise as far as like, would you go after trying to trade away your rookie picks and pick up veterans? Considering you can get such great value, I mean, would you guys prefer on your dynasty roster, are there certain players that you're targeting? And if you cannot get those certain players, I'm going to get veterans because I'm just... I like the veterans better than I like the rookie picks. Like, where are you targeting trading your picks versus going ahead and just taking the picks? My biggest uh, prop thing with this class is if you have several picks in the first round, there's a ton of wide receivers. If I have like five picks and they're all projected to be wide receiver picks, probably not a good idea to take all five of them and get yourself wide receivers. You're probably going to end up with a couple of busts there and kind of waste the picks. Not something I, you know, just I wouldn't want to take that single position in this draft, like with several first round picks. That's not something I'd want to do. Those are picks I'd probably try to move towards veterans and, you know, maybe take one or two guys in your tier, but not just spread them out all on that one position. So there's like 15 running backs that are taken from like the end of the third round to the end of your fifth round in rookie draft. Odds are like two or three of those are going to be good. Odds with the wide receiver, it's like one or two every other year where neither one are great odds. So, you know, when you're taking darts in this area that, you know, you don't scratch a lottery ticket because your odds of winning are better than your odds of losing. You know what I mean? It's just hoping that you win. So that's what you're getting when you get past what is about my 35th player. Now, some of these players I can get a little bit into the beginning of the fourth round, but pretty much after that... I'm looking the way of vets or at darts that'll likely be cut. Yeah, not a class I'm looking to get like a ton of picks in. I've been moving a lot of them. It is weird seeing people trade like the 208. I had a guy in a league looking, he's like, pick on the black. Whenever anyone says that, you know, they're looking for a massive overpay. Or you, you're, the, you're hoping that they just don't want any player. And instead they're like, I want a King's Ransom for this. But he wound up getting like two seconds for next year for like the 210 or something. And I was like, what the heck? I wound up trading Wandale Robinson to a known UK fan for a 2023 first. It's like people are people just go crazy for rookies when they're on the clock and that's the message mm-hmm. yep i like taking 23 seconds or 23 firsts and making them part of the deal because they're not at their absolute cheapest no nope. but it is cheap if you can be able to give this year's picks back sometimes you can get them as i'll move back for a first to move from there to there as far as working them into the deals just depends on who you're talking to and depends on who they follow on twitter whether they think 23 is a god clock or not but yeah I we came in thinking that hey I probably want to fix my quarterback before I go into this rookie draft and it shook out even worse than we thought it was going to be at quarterback it's twice now I've traded up so I could take Kenny Pickett in the middle of the first 
and that's about the only one I really want to put any eggs in that basket as far as trading up to be able to acquire. If one of the ones in the second fall to me, cool, but it's not something I'm just like aggressively going out of my way to acquire. Got a lot of picket. Happy with it so far. Pick and picket. Yeah, pick and picket. I don't think I have gotten any picket or pickens for that matter. Don't think I've gotten any pickens. Definitely got a lot of picket, but pickens is one of those players that always goes before I'm willing to take him. You know, because I was so phenomenal last season, I don't have a lot of uh, top rookie picks. What can I say? <laughs> Classic. I got, I, I got, I got picks everywhere and every round. Oh. I have no Kenneth Walker. Oh. I've gotten to the 1.01 and gotten Brees, but I've had zero 1.02s. But I'd definitely take Kenneth Walker at 1.02 if I was given the opportunity. I just have not had any of those opportunities yet. I haven't had any Christian Watson or Sky Moore either, so. I have uh, uh, I have a couple Watson, I think, and a couple Sky Moore. I have consolidated, actually. Something I don't normally do. And moved up to the 101-102 in this draft. I think there's a pretty big tier break uh, after 102. I know I like to break stuff down and apart, but sometimes I do put things back together. Yep. Good deal. Alright, well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. Hopefully all of our rookie information can help you in your up-and-coming rookie drafts if you haven't already drafted your rookies or even help you with values for trades. So to wrap it up, of course, uh, you can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. Mike, tell them where they can find you at. At Simple underscore Papa Bearclaw on Twitter and Papa Bearclaw on Sleeper. Henry? At Clairvoyance FF on Twitter and then just add Clairvoyance on Sleeper. And Nick, where can they find you? I am at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter and we are at Rank Draft trade on twitter and we certainly hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true until next time thanks for listening sleep tight peace